Hello, everyone, and welcome to Project Likuti Torah, Parshas V'Yishlach, the very first discourse of Daf Chavdad, page 24. V'Yishlach Yaakov Malachim Lefanov Esav Achiv. And Yaakov sent messengers before himself to Esav, his brother. Now it is known that Yaakov's soul is rooted in the name Ma of the world of Tikkun. And Esav's soul is rooted in the world of Tohu. These lights of Tohu were very great and were unable to become integrated into the limitations of Tohu. So they left that system of Tohu, and these lights are called Makifim. And the fragmented remains of that system, they fell down below to this world. Now, moving along. Now, Yaakov thought that Esav had already been refined and had returned to his soul's exalted root in the makifim of Tohu that precedes Tikkun. Therefore, Yaakov sent malachim lefanav, messengers before himself. What does it mean lefanav? Lefanav mamish. It's actually before him, a level that's before him, meaning to a level which is higher than his own level. So what does it mean, lefanav? It means el esav achiv seira. It says esav, his brother in seir, which is the level of malchin kadmain de tohu, the ancient kings of tohu, which is the level of makifim, these level of makifim encompassing lights of tohu that we mentioned previously. Now, in order to draw these level of makifim of tohu, uh, and to draw these levels into himself in the world of tikkun, which is the level of or pnimi, internalized light, so that the or makif can shine into internalized light, this arpnimi, and become unified. Therefore, Yaakov commanded the messengers that, So shall you speak to my master, to Esav, etc. In Levan Garti, they lived with Lavan, and I had oxen and donkeys, etc. Meaning that he notified him that the process of tikkun, of etzilus, had been completed to perfection. For all the levels of the world of Atsilus, which corresponds to the idea of Shor, Vachamor, Tsein, Ve'evid, Veshivcha, etc., ox, donkeys, sheep, slaves, and maidservants, etc., were all sorted out and refined by the name of Ma, of Hashem's name, 45. And this is the meaning of Ahili, etc., I had ox and donkeys, etc. And all of this came because im garti, because I lived with Lavan. What does that mean? That I lived at the level of Levin Elyon, this supernal whiteness, uh, which, from which Yaakov, which is a man who represents Atsilus, drew these ultimate influence from, from this essence of Hashem, which is Levin Elyon, in order to affect refinement and rectification for everything in the world. And therefore, since the job of tikkun 
of the world had been fulfilled to perfection, from that point the world became fit to contain the makifim of Tohu, the encompassing lights of Tohu. For if the for if the tikkun was not completed to perfection, it would not have been possible to draw down the makifim, these encompassing lights. As is in the Zohar, the blessing does not vest itself in an empty space. Rather, in a place that is complete. Now, however, once the tikkun was completed and perfected, the world became a perfected place, in which it was fitting to draw down these akifim al yonim of tohu. Therefore, the verse continues: that I Yaakov sent messengers to tell my master Esav to find favor in your eyes, meaning that Yaakov wanted Esav to transmit and shine his uh, the or makif the makif into Yaakov's oilamatikun. And this is with the idea of Metziah Sachin, of finding favor. Meaning that since since I had spiritually transformed and elevated even my oxen, donkeys, and livestock, etc., which caused that darkness is transformed into light, the world of Tikkun, this makes it truly an Asr Shlim Mamish, a perfected place. They can properly receive the lights of Tohu. Thus, Yaakov felt that it was fitting that that I should favor in your eyes, which is an expression, which is an expression of drawing down blessing from the makifim of Tohu, etc. The next paragraph, moving along, Yeshuvu, the the verse continuing verse says. And the messengers, these uh, angels, um, returned to Yaakov saying, We met your brother Esav, and he is also coming to you. And 400 men are with him. Now, the meaning of the messenger's reply is as follows. Notwithstanding the fact that it is fitting and proper on your account that the makif of tohu, these makifim of tohu, the encompassing lights of tohu should be drawn to you since you have perfected the tikkun, this uh, rectification. But what, what can be done if the impediment is due to Esav Achicha, Esav your brother, for he is still in a low and fragmented state and has not yet been refined at all. If so, how can we direct his soul root from his uh, from the makif of Tohu, as we explained earlier, um, when he himself remains so low spiritually and hasn't uh, been able to transform and refine himself? The proof that Esav remains fragmented is because the fact that he has to come greet you with 400 men. 
So what's the significance of the 400 men? It's a reference to severe judgments, dinim kashim, of the chitzainim, these outer dimensions that drawn down from the 400 strict courthouses that are found, as it was written in Idra Rabbah. Now, and as it is known, the ultimate spiritual root of these Arba Meis Ish, 400 men, come from the Arba Meis Shekel Kesef, the 400 civil shekels that Avram, Avraham gave to Ephraim over as a, as a currency to pay for the burial plots. For these 400 shekels are the manifestation of the 400 worlds of yearning. The almin dechisufin, that the righteous inherit in the world to come. Meaning that they're the lights flowing from Einige Elyain, the supernal delight, which is derived from Atika Kadisha, which is a connection but point between Atzmius in Sof and Olam Hatzilus, this intermediary between Hashem's essence and the world of Hatzilus. It is, it is known that Kesser um, is the Mamutsa, this intermediary between the Maitzil and the Netzalim, the uh, emanator and the emanating beings. And from there is the flow, this flow of Hashbais Enega Alien reaches the Tzaddikim Lassad level. And this is the idea of Arba Meais Almin Dechisufi in these 400 worlds of yearning, which are the Arba Meais Shekel Kesef corresponding to these 400 silver shekels that Avraham used to purchase the cave of Machpelah. And these silver coins are called Oiver international currency. This is because Kesser is called Seicher. It's referred to as one who travels around in business. Why is this? Um, because uh, Kesser is the idea of Makif for all of Seder Stalshalis. Um, and it goes around, so to speak, just like business, businessman goes around and making business deals with people. So, so too, Kesser is all-encompassing. Seder um, And these 400 Almin Dichisufin that we spoke about earlier, these are Oiver Lesecher. They are international currency, but meaning Oiver literally means passing around and encompassing since they come and are drawn from Hashem's essence, His infinite light, um, into Kesser. Um, And from there, they are drawn down uh, Um, they shine to the righteous in Lassad Lavo. The idea of giving over Ephron the lights, which are the lights from this lofty level of Atik, 
together with physical money was in a manner of the process of birurim, of refinements, of the sparks of holiness trapped in Afrona's people in order to later retrieve these lights from Atik together with the Tesefes Bracha, this additional Bracha of the sparks of holiness of Tohu that were trapped in Ephron and his nation. However, in the meantime, these lights from Atik descended so far below that they became the vitality of the 400 men of Asaph. And this is the level of sock. Sock is sackcloth, which is gematria 400. As it is written, I'll clothe the heavens in darkness and place a sackcloth as their covering. And similarly, our sages said, the Torah and the Torah girds itself with a sackcloth, meaning that the Torah has superficial garments from which the external forces are nourished. Now moving along, you know, in the future, when the elevation of sparks is complete and from Zechariah, Death will be eternally swallowed up. And Ruach Atuma Avir, you know, it's in the spirit of impurity will be removed from the land. Then Ephron will return the 400 silver shekels, which is symbol- symbolically represents the lights, the earth of the world of Atik, to the spiritual source in the realm of Kedusha, complete holiness. Now, from that point, it became clear to Yaakov that it would be impossible for Esau to direct a flow from Makif of Tohu to Yaakov, as he requested, since Esau himself was in a low state, and there's no solution other than to have Yaakov himself draw down this uh, Makif, this, this Makif light. And to this end, when Yaakov realized that he would have to draw down the makif, this or makif, on his own, in his own, then he then had to apply his own efforts in order to draw down the makif, um, since ruach aisi ruach, that a spirit brings another spirit and draws down a spirit. In other words, for Yaakov to bring down the the or makif of Tohu, he needed to make a corresponding elevation from below, but in the manner of Tohu. So this is the idea of the Mincha offering that Yaakov sent to Esav, which is the idea of Yaakov's own efforts to draw down the or the makif of Tohu. Now... Therefore, Yaakov sends camels even though they are unkosher animals, because from the perspective of makif, or makif, uh, so it says in Tzalem, that darkness is the same as light. And it will be explained la- uh, later on with Hashem's help regarding the idea that this, that Yaakov, that Yaakov, 
that Yaakov took from what he had acquired and brought a mincha offering to Esav. Okay, next paragraph. In Yaakov, Yaimer Yaakov Avraham. Yaakov said, The God of my father Avraham and the God of my father Yitzhak Hashem, who said to me, Return to your land and to your birthplace, that I will do good to you. I have become small from all the kindness and from all the truth that you rendered your servant. For with a staff, I crossed this Jordan, and now I have become two camps. Now deliver me from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I am afraid of him, lest he come and strike me and strike a mother, and strike a mother with children. And you said, meaning Hashem said, I will surely do good with you, um, and I'll make your seed as numerous as the sands because of the sea, sand of the sea, which cannot be counted because of multitude. Now, what does this whole uh, this whole line, this whole series of uh, verses mean? That Yaakov prayed to Hashem that these makifim of kedusha, these holy uh, makifim. Uh, should be drawn uh, from his forefathers should be drawn down into him in order to assist him and enable to him him to draw down these makifim of tohu and reveal them down here below. In this way, Yaakov would also be saved from Esav as he requested Hatsileni na miad Esav that please save me from the hands of my brother Esav, referring to Esav down here below. Okay, next paragraph reads, Vayachatz Esa'am, etc., that he split a group of people, the Shnei Machanais, into two camps. So what's this whole idea of splitting into two camps? The reason Yaakov split his family into two camps can be understood by prefacing the difference between Tohu and Tikkun, these two different worlds. In the world of Tohu, the spheres were separated, one beneath the other. But in the world of Tikkun, they form channels. So instead of them being uh, 10 levels uh, progressive, one on top of the other, it forms more of the traditional Kabbalistic chart with um, uh, three different... Uh, distinct channels. Um, the right kava yamin kava small and the middle channel. For the center channel is one that also connects and unifies the right and left channels so that they operate towards a single goal. As is known that the sphere of Tiferes is a memutza, a connector, intermediary connector between chesed and gvura and also is the, joins them together to fulfill one purpose. And therefore, Yisrael, who are on the level of Tikkun, meaning the Jewish people, we say Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Specifically, we say it three times. As it is written about the Jewish people, Vayisem li segula, and you'll be to me as a treasure, and the word segula, similar to the vowel segol, 
the Val Segol has three dots, right, left, and center, which shows on this idea of uh, these connect the the center dot con- uh, connecting being this Mamutsa Hamachaber between these the two uh, right and left dots. So that's all in the world of Tikkun. Now, but in the world of Tohu, which existed in the state of Pirud, of fragmentation, within the spheres being one under the other and not unified, there were only two lines. Since Chesed was by itself and Gavur was by itself, we don't have this unification of this Kavim Tsai. And as, the idea, as this idea is explained elsewhere, in Tohu, the lights were very powerful, and the kal- the iris were powerful. They were merubim and the kalim are mu'atim, very weak. So therefore, due to the weakness of the kalim, in comparison to the iris, the kalim were unable to contain these two opposing forces of chesed and gvura together. Um, as it is, by way of analogy, that a person whose intellect is insufficiently developed will not be able to functionally contain two opposing possibilities. Rather, if his mind will lean towards a favorable judgment, he'll be unable to comprehend any reasoning to support a guilty verdict, and he will not tolerate any emotional draw towards a guilty verdict in his heart, instead only accepting goodness and kindness. And the opposite is also true. If he would be leaning intellectually and emotionally towards a guilty verdict, he would not tolerate any possibility of a favorable verdict. Thus, he is only ever operating according to one channel or set of principles. At at times, the right side is in favor, the chesed, be stronger. At other times, the gvura uh, uh, for a guilty verdict. So that's in the world of Tohu. But in the world of Tikkun, when there's this third channel called Tiferes that discerns between Chasen and Gvura, then also in a time of strict Gvura and Dinim judgment, there's a possibility to find favor and vice versa. Since in Tikkun, the lights are diminished and the vessels are substantial. So the vessels are broad enough to contain two opposing uh, approaches. So therefore it's possible to to tolerate both. However, regarding Yaakov and Esav, where Yaakov had to draw to himself this uh, this makif, this or makif of Tohu, meaning the unlimited light of Tohu, the Yaakov, Yaakov had to present an offering that reached that level of Tohu. And it is known that any offering must match the characteristics of the level that is being drawn down, since the manner of the offering determines the hamshacha. That being the case, since to is only two lines, there's two kavin, as we mentioned previously, Yaakov had to establish himself in this way as well. And this is the meaning that Yaakov had to split his camp into two. Vayachatz esa'am lishnei machanais. In order to follow the pattern of the world of Tohu, 
in which the spheres are set up one under the other. In this way, we he connected to the world of To in order to draw down this or Makif. And from this reasoning itself, it can be understood why Yaakov offered Esav a mincha of easy masayim, of 200 goats, since the function of this mincha offering was to draw down the encompassing light, this makif that we spoke about earlier. And this is similar to the concept of korbanos, which are an elevation of my nukvin that elicits this uh, drawing down of my nukvin, as is known. Nevertheless, Yaakov's offering to Esav was not in accordance with the precepts of the Torah. Um, since korbanis are taken specifically from kosher animals that were slaughtered in a kosher way, however, although the slaughter of the sacrifice of the, in the base of Mikdash is kosher when performed by even a non kohen but we do not find a korban in the Torah that is offered from a living animal except in the case of the goat that was sent to Azazel on Yom Kippur. Now also, when korbanos were brought, only the fats and blood were offered on the Mizbech. But this mincha that Yaakov sent to Esau included also non-kosher animals. As the verse states, Gemalim menikois. Nursing camels. Likewise, they were alive and not slaughtered. Now the idea is as follows. Because the halas minukvin, this elevation which was Yaakov's offering, served to draw down the minduchrin from the level of makif of the world of tohu, and the elevation and corresponding uh the Mainukvin and the Mainduchrin of the world of Tohu are different from the elevation and corresponding drawing down of the world of Tikkun, which is accomplished through the Karbanais that are mentioned in the Torah. Since the Torah is derived from the world of Tikkun of Atsilos, as it is written in Eitzchayim, that in Tikkun, the lights are the lights are lessened. Thus, the Torah that is derived from them deals with particularities and limitations, i.e. precise details and intricacies. Therefore, the Torah explicitly discussed the order of elevation to Tikkun with all of its precise laws, which govern the Kurbanis, that they be from kosher animals, and from only three specific types of animals, cows, sheep, and goats, they'd be slaughtered prior to being offered, and that there are many details that could invalidate a korban. Similarly, regarding how and what the offering must entail, there are many sacrifices, since the entire Torah operates in this manner, in limits and parameters. It is derived from the level of tikkun, 
where the lights are condensed within the vessels. Therefore, the Torah is particular, particular, particular in many different limits and precise laws. However, Yaakov was causing an elevation of my Nukvin to the level of Makif of Tohu, which is a great and infinite light that cannot be contained in Kalim, and thus remains on the level of Makif, and it remains encompassing. Therefore, he sends this Mincha offering, which was an elevation offering, Halas my Nukvin, to there, even though it contains unkosher animals, such as young camels, etc., they are still all still alive and not slaughtered. For since the light was infinite, the ores in the level of Ein Sof, therefore, Ein Shamatim Sumim Vadigdukim. They were not the same limits and precisely detailed laws. For the Ein Sof, Baruchu, can do anything and manage everything, even unkosher and living animals that are offered, since there are no limits and constraints whatsoever that can be placed upon him. And as the sages taught um, in the Shalah on Parshas Chaisar regarding the pig, the Chazir, that Lassid Lavo in the future will be transformed and become uh, pure and kosher, referring to Lassid Lavo, that death will be swallowed up forever, Bila Mavitz Lanetzach. Then Hashem's essence will be fully revealed to the extent that even a pig will be able to be elevated uh, unlike uh, now. Therefore, Yaakov, who sent this mincha offering in elevation to Esav, halas nukvin, um, to the makiv of Tohu, there's a level of insof, sent also unkosher animals. Therefore, he sent also Gamali Menikos, nursing camels, since not only was it not inappropriate, but moreover, the spiritual source and root of camels is very high. And the verse says, regarding Eliezer, the servant of Avraham, who took ten camels from the camels of his master, and all the best of his master's possessions were available to him in his hand. And this is the idea of what David Melch says, that he calmed his soul like a gamul, uh, a suckling on his mother. Gamul means suckling, in addition to the word camel. And all of this could only be accomplished by Yaakov before the giving of the Torah. However, we have already received the Torah from the level of Tikkun, and what is impure and forbidden by the Torah is distant and unable to become elevated at all. And the soul will surely be cut off by eating forbidden fats and other forbidden foods. Now that is the end of that paragraph. Now moving on to the fourth paragraph. Vayakam hu, Quoting the, the Parsha. And he arose during the night etc. And he took his two wives, he crossed the river crossing of Yabok, 
v'ikachem v'evirim esanachal. And he took them and brought them across the stream and took across, what is his? So what does it mean, yabok? It's the letters yud, bet, and kuf. It's an acronym for yichud, bracha, and kedusha, unity, blessing, and holiness. The idea refers to what is stated in Yehoshua, that be'ever ha'nahar yashvu v'yseichem me'aylam. Your ancestors have always dwelled on the opposite side of the river. The river here, Nahar, is a reference to Bina of Atsilas. As the verse says, Eden. And there was a river flowing from Eden to irrigate the garden. Now the spiritual source of the forefathers was Me'ever Hanar, from the opposite side of the river. Meaning, from the level of Kesar, which is above the river of Bina, the, the river that we mentioned earlier, which corresponds to Bina. Um, however, even though the forefathers' spiritual source was in Kesar, which is higher than Bina, the Avais came down and were lowered to to the other side of the river of Bina, to the level of Zeranpin of Atsilus. And when Yaakov wanted to draw down the, or Maki, this encompassing light of Tohu above Atsilus, he had to first cross this aforementioned river and reach a higher level than Atsilus. And this is the meaning of Vayavar Es Ma'avar Yabok. You cross the ford of Yabok, this river of Yabok. Since Yabok refers to the ideas of Yichud, unity, Bracha, and Kedusha, all of which represent the idea of Nahar, of this river, as we explained earlier, um, the river of Bina, through which flows all blessing, influence, and supernal unifications. As the verse states, The river, which represented by Bina, flows out from Eden, which represented by Chachma, which represents Chachma, to provide water in Zeranpin for the garden, which is Malchus. Now, Yaakov, and once Yaakov crossed over the river of Chachma and Bina, reaching the level above the river, then he was no longer distant from this uh, Ormakif of Tohu, which is higher than Atsilas. And this is the meaning of Vayaver Esasher Light. And he crossed over what was his. Everything that he rectified in the service of Hashem, he elevated to that level of Kesar, which is above Chachma and Bina Vatzilas. However, Yaakov himself remained below, as the verse states, and Yaakov was left there alone since he wanted to repair Esav, who was still fragmented as the messenger angels notified him, etc. And this is the idea of Aveik Ish Imoi. And the angel disguised as a man wrestled with him as it is known. Now the fifth paragraph, the next paragraph, Ulahavin, 
Now, to understand the general idea of Yaakov's intent in drawing down these, uh, the encompassing lights of Tohu into the world of Tikkun, and also to understand the idea in our service of Hashem. It is known that Yaakov was the level of Tiferes, which joins two opposites, Chesed and Gvura, because the main function of Tiferes is to join two opposite forces together. Just like we find with regards to colors, that when you have two or three colors joined together, specifically when they're together, that's when it's considered beautiful. Now, and similarly spiritually, when these two f- spiritual forces join together of uh, chesed and gvura, it can draw down and reveal Hashem's infinite light into this uh, kavham tzai, this middle channel, which includes tiferes, the keser das tiferes yisoyed, malchus. Therefore, Yaakov also wanted to connect and unify the makif of tohu with the orpnimi of tikkun, which are also two opposites. This would bring the revelation of Hashem's infinite light within a defined framework. Now, to explain this, we must first explain that there are two levels in the service of Hashem. The first is avara Berishpe'esh, a fiery love, characterized by a great surge to leave the body and be like flames that rise upwards and try to separate from the wick. This is called Avarabha, which the heart cannot contain, as the heart cannot withstand such intense emotion. Because of this love, the soul cannot and does not want to stay within the body and desires instead to leave the sheath of physicality and the corporeality of the body. And the second is an emotional excitement that is settled within the heart. And the main focus of this love is to draw forth godliness from above to below in Kalim, Mikalim Shining, a quote from uh, Megillus Esther, in a variety of different vessels referring to the vessels of the words of the Torah and the actions of the mitzvahs. And this is the idea of Ratzavashuv, of running and returning. Now, the aforementioned Olam HaTohu existed only in the state of Ratzo without the Shuv. Therefore, the Oiris departed from the Kalim, similarly how the Avaraba the uh, intense yearning for Hashem, causing a person's soul to dis- soul to want to detach from the wick and the keli, meaning the limitations of the body and physicality. However, the world of tikkun is comes from is exists in the state of shuv, of return, which is the idea of turn mitzvahs. This is the idea of our sages say in Pirkeiavos that that against your will you shall live, meaning against your will you shall live within the framework of your body in order to draw Hashem's infinite light into the kalim, the kalim shinim, 
Nikilim Shainim, meaning the different words and actions of Torah and mitzvahs, respectively. And this was also the difference amongst those four who entered the Pardes, this orchard of the inner seekers of the Torah, that Rabbi Shun ben Azai glimpsed and died. Rabbi Shimon ben Zoma glimpsed and went insane. Only Rabbi Akiva entered in peace and exited in peace. This is because ben Azai had a soul on the level of Ratzo from Avaraba. Abundant love, mentioned above, which is known as Klesa Nefesh. Therefore, he did not want to return to a lower state of existence by way of Shuv, his soul returning. Therefore, his soul remained above in the spiritual level, resulting in death for the body. Thus, he did not want to marry a woman, saying, there are others who can perpetuate the existence of humanity in the world. Therefore, he glimpsed and died. Since his soul completely departed from his vessel, from the keli, as we spoke about earlier. And as it's expressed in Shir Shirim, Ki Azo For love is as fierce as death. Nevertheless, this is not the way of Torah, because the Torah is meant to be performed in the level of Tikkun. For the Torah teaches us in Yeshaya, Lashavas Yitzara, the whole purpose of Torah is so that we can, for, uh, was in order so that we can settle, uh, be settled, and create a um, just and moral society in a, a practical way. Um, and so, despite your will, to have that ratzo feeling and just leave your body, you still have to remain in your body and live. And therefore, Rabbi Akiva, who, whose soul represent the level of tikkun, he was able to nichnas b'shalom v'yat b'shalom, enter and exit in peace. This means that his entire service of Hashem, both his mainukvin, the elevation, umayim duchrin, and his causing revelation from above to below, which is the process of Ratzabas Shuv, in he all he did this all in proper measure and ratio, so that the so that is proportionate to the Ratzo was the subsequent Shuv that the that he had the same amount of Ratzo as he did was able to return back, so he never was able to um, leave his body. He was able to stay alive. This is what it means that he entered in peace. He entered, he, he did the ratzo, he went out of his, I guess, uh, kalian with the, with the express intent of entering back, returning. And this refers to the fact that he entered using the kavim tzai of Tiferes, which joins and unifies the right and left channels, which represents ratzo and shov, respectively. Therefore, his elevation from below, his manner of entering the Pardes, was measured and proportionate to how he planned to exit the Pardes in a manner of Ratzavashov. And he entered Nichnes Beshalom, the level of Main Nukvin, from below to above. Yatsa Beshalom, from the level of drawing down Main Dukhrin, 
above to below, which is returning. Unlike Ben Azai, whose soul was from the level of Tohu, for there are only two channels, as explained above, regarding Yaakov, that he split of a Yachatz Lishne Machnes. He split it in two camps. Because of this, there was no balance and proportionate connection between his Ratzo and Shov. Ben Azai glimpsed and died. Since there was an overpowering ratzo, and the surge of the soul to leave the body was so powerful that it caused the soul to separate from the body, leading to Ben Azai's death. Therefore, Rabbi Kiva merited to be the source of the entire Torah Shabbat, as the rule that Stam Mishnah Rabbi Meir, Stam Sifra Rabbi Huda, Fachulhu Alibad Rabbi Akiva that uh, anonymous Mishnah is always attributed to Rabbi Meir, and anonymous Sifra is always attributed to Rabbi Yehuda, and all the words of the sages is based on the teachings of Rabbi Kiva. And this is because the Torah is also on the level of Tikkun, just like Rabbi Akiva, and combines the two opposites of Rav as the verse states, from his right hand, Miminoi Eish Das Lamai, from his right hand, a fiery law was established for the Jewish people. Therefore, the Torah is revealed through Rabbi Kiva, who embodied these two levels. And now we can understand Yaakov's intent for unifying and joining the Makif of Tohu with the lights and Kalim, Aris and Kalim of Tikkun. This is in order to bring about that Ratzon Shov should always be proportionate. So according to the Ratzo, will be the Shuv. This means that the Ratzo should be on the level of Avaraba, like a burning fire desire to connect to Shem and to detach from the look of the body. But nevertheless, this love will be followed by a Shuv La'achad, to returning to reveal the oneness of Hashem in the world, since Al-Karchach Atachai, to draw down Hashem's infinite light into the world through Torah and mitzvahs, as is explained in the Tanya at the, in chapter 53. And this is the unification and connection of the Makith of Toh with the Kalim of Tikkun. This is the meaning of what is written with regards to Yaakov in Parshas Toldos, and he brought wine to him. It says, Fali Yitzchak, in order to receive his blessings. And the Zohar explains, that he mixed water into the wine. Because wine symbolizes Ratzay, Gvura, and desire, desire to connect to Hashem from below to above. And Yaakov, Arme Maya, Yaakov mixed in water the idea of shov. Therefore, the word loy, ve'ave loyayin, etc., um, it has a special uh, cantillation mark. Um, this uh, this only appears very, uh, very uh, infrequently in the Torah. It's called a merchak fula. Very, it's called a double, double mercha, double note, to represent the fusion of ratzo and shuv, this wine and water. 
Therefore, Yaakov was said to be Shlimu Avahan, the most complete of the fathers, since he was like Avram Shiat Ishmael. He was not like Avraham, from which Yishmael came about. It's because Avraham embodied chesed without limits. Simple chesed, without, uh, without any uh, dilution, so to speak. Undiluted chesed. And therefore, his chesed extended too much, even to those who were unworthy, to the point that he requested from Hashem, Lu Yishmael, if only Yishmael would live before him. Because uh, Yishmael represented chesed of unholiness. So, and at the same time, on the other side of the coin, Yitzchak Avinu represents Gvura. And the un, undiluted Gvura, so to speak. However, since Yaakov's sons, and so from, from, from Yitzchak, what did we get? We got Esav, who's an expression of uh, Gvura within unholiness. However, since Yaakov's sons were all righteous, he was known as Shlimu Duchulhu. Shlimu Davahan, the most complete of the forefathers. He was able to unite the opposites of Ratzavishov, this running and returning, as explained above. And that is the end of the Mimer. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a wonderful day.